0: section one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by tony oliva the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco ibanez translated by charlotte brewster jordan part one chapter one the tryst in the garden of the expiatory chapel they were to have met in the garden of the chapelle expiatoire at five o'clock in the afternoon but julio desnoyers with the impatience of a lover who hopes to advance the moment of meeting by presenting himself before the appointed time arrived an half-hour earlier the change of the seasons was at this time greatly confused in his mind and evidently demanded some readjustment five months had passed since their last interview in this square had afforded the wandering lovers the refuge of a damp depressing calmness near a boulevard of continual movement close to a great railroad station the hour of the appointment was always five and julio was accustomed to see his beloved approaching by the reflection of the recently lit street lamps her figure enveloped in furs and holding her muff before her face as if it were a half mask her sweet voice greeting him had breathed forth a cloud of vapor white and tenuous congealed by the cold after various hesitating interviews they had abandoned the garden their love had acquired the majestic importance of acknowledged fact and from five to seven had taken refuge in the fifth floor of the rue de la pompe where julio had an artist's studio the curtains well drawn over the double glass windows the cozy hearth fire sending forth its ruddy flame as the only light of the room the monotonous song of the samovar bubbling near the cups of tea all the seclusion of life isolated by an idolizing love had dulled their perceptions to the fact that the afternoons were growing longer that outside the sun was shining later and later into the pearl covered depths of the clouds and that a timid and pallid spring was beginning to show its green fingertips in the buds of the branches suffering the last nips of winter that wild black boar who so often turned on his tracks then julio had made his trip to buenos aires encountering in the other hemisphere the last smile of autumn and the first icy winds from the pampas And just as his mind was becoming reconciled to the fact that for him winter was an eternal season, since it always came to meet him in his change of domicile from one extreme of the planet to the other, lo, summer was unexpectedly confronting him in this dreary garden. A swarm of children was racing and screaming through the short avenues around the monument. On entering the place, the first thing that Julio encountered was a hoop which which came rolling toward his legs trundled by a childish hand then he stumbled over a ball around the chestnut trees was gathering the usual warm weather crowd seeking the blue shade perforated with points of light many nursemaids from the neighboring houses were working and chattering here following with indifferent glances the rough games of the children confided to their care near them were the men who had brought their papers down into the garden under the impression that they could read them in the midst of peaceful groves all of the benches were full a few women were occupying camp-stools with that feeling of superiority which ownership always confers the iron chairs pay seats were serving as resting-places for various suburban dames loaded down with packages who were waiting for straggling members of their families in order to take the train to the gare st lazare and julio in his special delivery letter had proposed meeting in this place supposing that it would be as little frequented as in former times she too with the same thoughtlessness had in her reply set the usual hour at five o'clock believing that after passing a few minutes in the Planton or the galerie on the pretext of shopping she would be able to slip over to the unfrequented garden without risk of being seen by any of her numerous acquaintances desnoyers was enjoying an an almost forgotten sensation that of strolling through vast spaces crushing as he walked the grains of sand under his feet for the past twenty days his rovings had been upon planks following with the automatic precision of a riding school the oval promenade on the deck of a ship his feet accustomed to insecure ground still were keeping on terra firma a certain sensation of elastic unsteadiness his goings and comings were not awakening the curiosity of the people seated in the open for a common preoccupation seem to be monopolizing all the men and women the groups were exchanging impressions those who happened to have a paper in their hands saw their neighbors approaching them with a smile of interrogation there had suddenly disappeared that distrust and suspicion which impels the inhabitants of large cities mutually to ignore one another taking each other's measure at a glance as though they were enemies they are talking about the war said Desnoyers to himself. At this time, all Paris speaks of nothing but the possibility of war. Outside of the garden, he could see also the same anxiety which was making those around him so fraternal and sociable. The vendors of newspapers were passing through the boulevard crying the evening editions, their furious speed repeatedly slackened by the eager hands of the passers-by, contending for the papers. Every reader was instantly by a group begging for news or trying to decipher over his shoulder the great headlines at the top of the sheet in the rue des mathurins on the other side of the square a circle of workmen under the awning of a tavern were listening to the comments of a friend who accompanied his words with oratorical gestures and wavings of the paper the traffic in the streets the general bustle of the city was the same as in other days but it seemed to julio that the vehicles were whirling past more rapidly that there was a feverish agitation in the air and that people were speaking and smiling in a different way the women of the garden were looking even at him as if they had seen him in former days he was able to approach them and begin a conversation without experiencing the slightest strangeness they are talking of the war he said again but with the commiseration of a superior intelligence which foresees the future and feels above the impressions of the vulgar crowd he knew exactly what course he was going to follow he had disembarked at ten o'clock the night before and as it was not yet twenty-four hours since he had touched land his mentality was still that of a man who comes from afar across oceanic immensities from boundless horizons and is surprised at finding himself in touch with the preoccupations which govern human communities after disembarking he had spent two hours in a cafe in boulogne listlessly watching the middle-class families who passed their time in the monotonous placidity of a life without dangers then the special train for the passengers from south america had brought him to paris leaving him at four in the morning on a platform of the gare du nord in the embrace of pepe argensola the young spaniard whom he sometimes called my secretary or my valet because it was difficult to define exactly the relationship between them in reality he was a mixture of friend and parasite the poor comrade complacent and capable in his companionship with a rich youth on bad terms with his family sharing with him the ups and downs of fortune picking up the crumbs of prosperous days or inventing expedients to keep up appearances in the hours of poverty what about the war argensola had asked him before inquiring about the result of his trip you have come a long ways and should know much soon he was sound asleep in his dear old bed while his secretary was pacing up and down the studio talking of servia russia and the kaiser this youth too skeptical as he generally was about everything not connected with his own interests appeared infected by the general excitement when desnoyers awoke he found her note awaiting him setting their meeting at five that afternoon and also containing a few words about the threatened danger which was claiming the attention of all paris upon going out in search of lunch the concierge on the pretext of welcoming him back had asked him the war news and in the restaurant the cafe, and the street always war the possibility of war with germany julio was an optimist what did all this restlessness signify to a man who had just been living more than twenty days among Germans crossing the Atlantic under the flag of the empire he had sailed from Buenos Aires in a steamer of the Hamburg line the König Frederick Auguste the world was in blessed tranquillity when the boat left port only the whites and half-breeds of Mexico were exterminating each other in conflicts in order that nobody might believe that man is an animal degenerated by peace on the rest of the planet the people were displaying unusual prudence even aboard the transatlantic liner the little world of passengers of most diverse nationalities appeared a fragment of future society implanted by way of experiment in modern times a sketch of the hereafter without frontiers or race antagonisms End of section 1 Recording by Tony Oliva Albuquerque, New Mexico